0: Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day, true indeed, that the Lord Jesus Christ has made. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to share this word with you on today. I am believing and trusting God that this word is going to empower somebody. This word is going to strengthen somebody. This word is going to set someone free. And this word is even going to help somebody see something on a different perspective. You know, as Christians and believers, it is our job and our duty, amen, that we constantly are growing in God. God does not want us to just become comfortable with just being saved. He doesn't want us to get comfortable with just going to church. He doesn't want us to get comfortable with just hearing the preached word from somebody. But he wants us to study this word, grow deep in his presence to where we can grow on higher heights and into deeper depths with him. So I'm going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer before we get started in our lesson on today. Father, Lord, in your name, I thank and praise you, God, for using me to preach and to teach your word to your people. God, I ask God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever somebody that might be listening to this, God, might just be going through, I ask, God, in your son Jesus' name, that this message, God, empowers them. That this word strengthens them. That this word, oh God, keeps them encouraged. And I believe and trust in you, Lord, that you will give me the words to say to your people In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. I'm going to be coming today from Luke chapter 16, verse number 19 through verse number 25. If you want to turn with me to your Bibles, that is again Luke chapter 16, verse number 19 through verse number 25. And I'm going to read this out of the King James Version. The word of the Lord reads like this. There was a certain rich man. Which was clothed in purple and fine linen. And fared. Sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Which was laid at his gate. Full of sores. Verse 21. And desiring to be fed, talking about Lazarus again, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23, And in hell the rich man lifted up his eyes, being in torment, my God, and seeth Abraham afar off. And Lazarus in his bosom. And he carried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Our last verse, verse 25. But Abraham said, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are in torment. That is a powerful story that I just read to you. I want to talk today on this thought. Is it worth your soul? Is it worth your soul? Is it worth your soul? You know, we're living in a time now where Everybody wants to be rich. We live in a time now where money is the thing that everybody, it seems as if, is going after. And that's okay because we know the Bible says it's the what? Love of money that roots all evil. So with that, we understand the concept and we understand the principle that it might just be okay to be rich because God wants you to be rich. True indeed. But God's rich is different than man's rich. God's rich is he wants your soul to prosper. He wants you to be empowered with the Holy Ghost versus man's rich. Man's rich is going all after money. And when you have that kind of spirit of all you want to do is run after the desires and the cares and the lusts of this world. The Bible says that you will damn your own soul. My God. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to or my goal rather is not to. Uh, you know, scare anybody into becoming saved or anything. But we need more preached messages like this. How if you're not careful of having the riches of the world, how you can allow that to lead you to hell. And we see In this story, this rich man had everything. He he was fed the finest foods. He was dressed in the finest linens. Anything this rich man wanted, this rich man got. He was highly favored by people. He was looked as superior than the average one. Many people looked at this rich man for what he had. And this rich man had a spirit on him because as we see in this text here, he looked at Lazarus and looked down upon this beggar named Lazarus. Lazarus didn't have the finest linens of clothes. He didn't have the finest of jewelry. He didn't have all the silver and gold. But Lazarus was pleasing in the eyesight of God. And this rich man looked down upon Lazarus. So let's go deeper in this text. As we see in verse number 22. Before I read verse 22, as I said, the rich man, he had everything desired, anything he got Just what he wanted. But one day in verse 22, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And here's what I want you to pay attention to this next part. And the rich man also died. And was buried. And in hell, he lifted his eyes being Torment and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And I want to pause right here because I want to now bring this into our day and time. I want to bring this text now into the 21st century of how we do things and go about things. Many people that don't know God die each and every day. And as sad to say as it is, but it's so very true, people of God, that many people are dying and they're dying lost. They're going into eternity lost. And it don't matter how much money you have. Money cannot save you from hell. Mm. I had to say that again. It does not matter how much money you have. Money cannot save you from a place called hell. That car that you're driving cannot save you, Jesus, from hell. The fine linens and clothing, the jewelry, the, uh, the associates that you have in your circle, none of that, none of the cares and the desires of this world can save you from going to hell. And we see that in this text in the Bible. You know, and you know, it's, it's easy, and, and you know, I even have to pray on this all the time, I always ask God, Lord, help me never to want to be like anybody. Help me, God, never to envy anybody. But let's be honest with ourselves. Now, it's okay to look up to people. True indeed. There's there's nothing wrong with that. There has been a lot of uh, influential people in my life, and I'm sure yours as well, that we wanted to be like when we got older. True indeed. But we can look at certain people as a child, teenage, or adult. We can look at certain people and say, wow, they got all that money. Wow, they got that beautiful mansion. Wow, they go on vacation when they want to. Wow, look at this and and, and look at that. I want to have that. Or why can't I have that? What am I not doing that they just might be doing? You got to be careful that you don't fall. And I have to be careful that I don't fall. We have to be careful that we don't fall in the spirit of enviness. Because when you fall in the spirit of enviness, you'll do anything to become just like that person which is not good to do. And that's not what God wants us to do. God says, I want you to be different because I made you different. I made you unique. I made you this way and I made you that way. And God is saying, is it worth your soul? Because you want to be like that person. Is it worth you losing your soul over? Because if God was speaking, what if God told you? What just if that very thing that you are desiring just might send you to hell? Come on, somebody. My God. What about that very thing that that person has that you want? What would you do if I told you that you walking into that can lead you? astray and away from me and let's be honest and now a lot of people might not know this but let's just be honest let's look at something in a different perspective a lot of people who have a lot of money a lot of people who are millionaires a lot of people who are billionaires a lot of people who have a lot of luxury things who have a lot of uh, cars who have a lot of houses who have a lot of money are straight miserable. They are more hell on earth than what you are. And you only got a little bit. You ought to thank God for your little bit. If you don't mind, just go ahead and tell God. Say, Lord, thank you uh, for my little bit. Mm. Thank you for my little bit. Because there's somebody else that got so much more than you. And they can't sleep at night, but you can. Word my mouth, oh God. My God, there's somebody else who got who who might just be dealing with depression, but you ain't. And, you know, they say this expression, more money. You already know, you know, it. more money, more problems. And here you are with just a little bit, making it day by day with the grace and mercy and the favor of God on you. And they don't have it. And it's so sad. People are dying every single day who have a lot of money. But God says that don't mean nothing to me. I don't care about your money. I don't care about the house that you have. I don't care about the cars that you own. God is saying if you're not in that place where I am, you cannot come to heaven. Sorry to tell you. And I want to ask the question to you. Are you in that place? Are you in that place? What do you mean by that place? What do you what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, are you in alignment with God's word? Are you praying faithfully to God? Are you fasting according to his word? Do you have a relationship with God? And I'm not talking about just no, I go to church on Sunday relationship. That's not a relationship. Somebody need to know that. That's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. A relationship with God is you seeking his face. Where you talk to him and he talks to you, that's a relationship. And unfortunately, because I don't want to get out of the text Here, that's unfortunately what this rich man did not have, was a relationship with God. He didn't have one. And you don't want that to be you. You don't want that to be you. Well, you know, somebody might be saying, well, my relationship with God is not that great. But I know it can improve. Well, improve it, my friend. Improve it, my sister. Improve it, my brother. Because you don't want to die lost. And I'm just going to elaborate a little bit on that. Because, you know, it's so, it's, it's so sad. But it's so, it's so very true. And y'all seen it, too. Y'all seen it. As soon as somebody dies. That ain't saved. Let's use for an example because we all have seen it. Let's say a man dies, gets shot because of gang violence. And he was trying to shoot at somebody else, but he ended up getting shot and killed. And he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. Did not know God. And the first thing you see people do on social media, on Facebook, all the time is people that don't know God. The first thing they say is rest in what? Rest in peace. Rest in peace, so and so. He got his wings. He got his wings or or, or she got her wings. They in heaven. Rest on. Rest well. But they didn't know Jesus. They didn't take the time out to talk to God. They did not pray to God. They didn't have a relationship with God. But we just throwing everybody up in heaven. Listen, if everybody is in heaven, then that's not heaven. That's hell. God says there's a special place that I have prepared for the righteous and you want to be found righteous in the eyesight of God. So when your number is called, you're ready to go to heaven. And the first thing people do is say rest in peace. We see it all the time. You see it all the time. I see it all the time. And people die lost. And they had on the nice cars. They had the nice house. They wore the nice shoes, the Jordans, whatever uh, other shoe is out here. I don't know. What, el- what, else? what else is out there? All that other stuff that they're wearing, that people are wearing, which is nothing wrong with that. But they had all of the things that they wanted and ended up dying lost like this rich man. So when we look in verse 23 and verse 24, verse 23 and verse 24, I like this. Verse 23 says, and in hell, this rich man seen Abraham afar off from a distance and Lazarus as well. Verse 24. Pay attention to verse 24. I don't want you to miss this. We're talking about the rich man. And the rich man cried. And said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. But you didn't want mercy on you when you was living and you treated that beggar so wrong. Mm. You didn't want mercy on you when you frowned in everybody else's faces. You didn't want the mercy of God on you when you thought you was better than. And that spirit of, of, of that, that better than spirit can send you to hell. But now all of a sudden this, this rich man says, father, Abraham have mercy on my soul and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Now let me pause right there. Now this rich man is something else. The one that he looked down upon, y'all catch this, catch this now, catch this. The one that he looked down upon, the one that he frowned on, the one that he has so much to say about, well, he's a beggar, he's dirty, he don't look like me, you dare not eat at the table that I eat at. The very person that he has so much Jesus to say about was the main person that he ended up Needing, and what it say in verse 24 he asks lazarus can you dip the tip of your finger in water and cool my tongue for i am in torment in flames people of god i'm trying to tell you hell is real somebody shout that hell is real it is a real place Designed for people that don't want to do God's will. Jesus, I feel the power of God moving. Mm, mm -mm. Hell is real. It's not a made up place. Nobody thinks they're going to hell until you die and it's too late. When you stand before judgment and you hear God say, depart from me, for you operate in iniquity. I never even knew you. Well, God, what about all my good works I I did? And God says, I don't know you. That's 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 a scary thing. But he says to him, Lazarus, dip the tip of your finger in water, for I am in torment and flames. Hell is so hot. The Bible describes it as as being in darkness 24-7. This is in the Bible, not my words. Hell is described as a place of torment. The gnashing of teeth. People wailing and crying and weeping in darkness. Burning to where your flesh burns off and then your flesh comes back on you, and then disintegrates again. It is a consuming fire. It is a eternal place. It's a fire that will never be put out. And I'm really gonna talk heavy to the ones that may not know God, to, the one, to, that, to that one person that might say, you know what, well, I know God a little bit, but my relationship is not that strong. Listen, you better get a relationship with God Because now that you are aware of a place called hell, that you will spend eternity if your soul is not in order with God. So what's the subject again? Is it worth your soul? Is it worth your soul? Is those cigarettes worth your soul? Because you're defiling your temple. This is God speaking. This ain't my words. This ain't me trying to beat nobody up, call nobody out, none of that. I'm just letting God use me. I'm just a mouthpiece. Are those cigarettes, is that weed worth your soul? Well, you know, I need this because uh, uh, when, I'm, when I'm going through a little bit, I, I need something to cope with. Well, that's what you got God for. You don't need to turn to that. Because that ain't nothing but the devil trying to operate through that. Is it worth your soul? Is that drinking worth your soul? Well, I need to drink because it, 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 it gets me on a high that um, I have to be on. It gets me through. And God is saying, you are defiling your temple. Mm. Drinking so bad to where you stumbling and you can't even walk straight. Is that boyfriend or that girlfriend, come on somebody, worth your soul? Well, they a good person. True, indeed, they just might be. God don't care. Lord have mercy, Jesus. God don't care nothing about that. God don't care nothing about them being no good person, he or she. But is that boyfriend or that girlfriend worth your soul? Where God might be trying to take you higher, but you don't want to let what you're holding on to go. Because you don't know how you're going to cope without that person. I don't know how I'm going to be able to go on without this particular person. I have to have somebody because I feel like I need to be around somebody. I feel like I need to talk to somebody. I feel like I need to sleep next to somebody. I feel like I have to have somebody around me all the time. And God is saying, that's what I'm there for. You don't need that man or that woman that you feel like you need. But I will be your friend. I will be everything that I will be to you if you allow me to be. Is it worth your soul? Is that person worth your soul? Is fornicating really worth your soul? Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Is it worth your soul? Is it really, really worth it? Well, you know, I had Saturday night feelings and I was feeling some kind of way and I caught that girl up or I caught that man up and we just did what we did. Is it really worth your soul? True indeed, God can forgive you and he will forgive you. Thank God for grace and mercy, y'all. Thank the Lord. Might as well give God a hand clap of praise right now for grace and mercy. But is it worth your soul? Because what just if I told you why you was in an act with that man or why you was in an act with that woman fornicating, God decided to come back. And the rapture took place and you wouldn't even make it because you are sinning against God. And God is saying, is it really worth your soul losing? Do you value the cares and the the riches of this world that much that you are willing to ignore me when my hand is out at you time after time? And I'm telling you to come in and you don't want to listen to me. I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you to accept this offer. I'm asking and I'm pleading with you to accept this invitation where my hand is extended to you and all you have to do is reach out and lock arms with me, but you don't want to do it. Is it really worth you losing me over? God is telling somebody. Is it really worth you losing me? It's not worth it, people of God. You don't want to be found like this rich man. You don't want to be found like this rich man, where you had it all made, had everything you wanted, did everything you wanted to do, and you felt like doing it with whoever you may have wanted to do it with. Come on now. True indeed. But is it really worth at the end of the day, when God decides to call your number and you die and you stand before judgment and when he rolls that tape back and says, look at this. Remember this right there? Remember that day you was doing that when I was trying to tell you not to do it, but you ignored me anyway. Remember when you picked up that cigarette and I was telling you that instead of picking up the cigarette to go pray. Remember when you jumped in the bed with that woman or that man. And I was trying to tell you not to do it. And you felt that conviction coming over your spirit. That was me trying to tell you not to do it. Just all you had to do was reach out to take my hand. Don't be found like this rich man. Don't be found like this rich man. Don't be found like this rich man. Had it all made and then one day ended up lost. Ended up in hell. Ended up damning his soul. It ain't worth it. Somebody shout that. It ain't worth it. He ain't worth it. She ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. The cigarettes ain't worth it. That beer and alcohol ain't worth it. Ain't none of it worth it. The car's not worth it. The money is not worth it. The house is not worth it. Your spouse might not even be worth you losing your soul over either. Whatever might be hindering you from getting into the presence of God on a deeper level is not worth your soul being lost over. Verse 25, as I hasten to close. And Abraham says, son, remember that thou in thy lifetime, talking to the rich man, receiveth thy goods and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted. Lazarus is in heaven now. This beggar named Lazarus that was looked down on, that was belittled, ended up going to heaven because he pleased God. And lastly, it said, and thou in torment, as Abraham was talking to the rich man. Listen, at the end of the day, I personally would rather want to be found like this beggar named Lazarus, where I didn't have much. um, I only had a little bit just to get by versus having a lot and plenty and ended up dying lost. Now, true indeed, God, as I said in the beginning, he wants you to be blessed. I mean, tremendously. If your desire is to want to have Uh, A a nice mansion, because I know that's mine. If your desire is to have a lot of money, and which is mine too, it's okay. God has no problem with that. And in fact, he wants to hear your desires from your heart. And if that is your desire to have those kind of things, you know, physical things, tangible things, true indeed, that's okay. And he, in fact, will bless you with it. But what are you willing to do for him? That's the question. You want to have those nice things? Have that nice house? Have that nice car? Have the, all the money that you want? Well, you have to discipline yourself. There's some other things because God's just not going to open up a window and just say, here, and lay it right on your lap. It doesn't happen like that. It'd be nice if it did, but that's not a relationship with God. So listen, people of God, as I hasten to close, I want you to think about this. Don't let what you have, The materialistic possessions you may hold hinder you from going deeper in God. Don't let what you're doing hinder you from growing in God. Don't be found like this rich man having everything that you want and then you die lost. So think about this. Ask God, Lord, What imperfection might be in my life that I need removed? What is it in my life that's hindering me? And allow God to reveal it to you. Father Lord, I thank you, God, for giving me this word to teach to your people. I ask God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that somebody sees in a different perspective now. That somebody is strengthened and empowered Where somebody's mind, oh God, is renewed. Where somebody might just start thinking about things in a different way. Oh God, you are great and you are mighty. There's no God like you. We thank and praise you in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, until next time, stay encouraged, stay empowered, stay in your word, read your Bible, pray. Do whatever you need to do to get closer to God as just as. As I will be doing the same. Pray for me and I will be praying for you. And if you have a prayer request, please feel free to um, definitely let me know. Uh, Get in touch with me via Facebook. My name is Darren Lamar on Facebook. You can get in touch with me that way. We want to spread this gospel, so if you don't mind, share this word with your friends, with your family, a loved one, somebody just share it, and let's get this word out, because people need to know that there is a man named Jesus who can save you. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Until next time.